All right, what's going on, golf nerds? We are back. Boat is in the house. Uh, figuratively, we we did record this uh, remotely um, for a U.S. Open preview, and I'm very excited to bring this one to you guys. I'm not even going to read an ad or nothing else like that. We're just going to jump right to it. So enjoy this episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. <laughs> All right, it is a delight to have my partner in crime back, Mr. Jess Stemak. Uh, Mr. Boat, it's been a few weeks. I have, uh, I'm not going to lie, man, I've just been off the radar, you know, just got a whole bunch of things going on, and it is such a relief to be back on this podcast with you, my friend. Good to be here, buddy. Got to do it for the mental health, you know? Mental health is key. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't actually get to talk to many other humans that aren't my wife, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in a non-work capacity, so to hear your lovely voice and getting ready to talk golf for an hour is... Uh, uh, it is a relief to say the least. You as well, buddy. <laughs> what's uh, what's been going on with you the last couple months or last couple weeks, man? I, mean, I, think, I don't think we've done a podcast since uh, PGA Championship week. So, uh, what, yeah, what, what, what have you been up to? Uh, not much. Just uh, working away, playing a little bit of golf here and there. Beautiful. Trying to do what I can. I I'm not gonna lie, but right before we started, you were starting to tell me a little about about uh, the golf you've been playing, and the first thing that popped into my mind was, man, I'm so happy that you wrist feels good enough where you're actually playing a lot of golf to, I, I mean yeah it, some, it must be t- there's t- some t- decent for you. Some, some decent swings in there from time <laughs> to time but uh it's more just getting out of the out of the pro shop and onto the uh onto the old tee with the boys and cracking a few and uh like we just talked about mental health pal big time big, mental health is very big right now uh i, I was, I was gonna say that for, for your wrist though uh wrist is feeling okay getting out and playing as much golf as you have we tape it tight. We okay. tape it tight. Okay. Uh, you know, the icy hot, uh, helps a little bit. Um, yeah, we just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, I've, I've become, uh, aware of it and, uh, done swinging around the pain. Just, uh, try and wear it on the chin like a, a big boy. Man, what a big, boy. Oh, that, that, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 a, what, what a heroic effort on your part. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Well done, man. Well, that's sweet, man. Uh, any other updates going on with uh, the golf shop? I mean, uh, I, we're, we're another what month into the pandemic since we talked last. Any any changes or any crazy stuff going on in the world of golf course operation that was any different than it was for the first few months of this thing? Uh, no restrictions have loosened. Um, okay. It is still, uh, you know, we're not quite as busy with the kids back in, I, I, I hate to say school, but, uh, you know, online learning, mm-hmm. uh, distant learning. Um, teachers at least have to put together a little bit of a game plan so we're not there's you know that's probably taking 15 20 players a day but we're still busy as busy as all hell of course is in great shape awesome uh, a little smoky but uh um, a little you know, smoky northern california dude uh, we become accustomed to it yeah man i yeah uh, I, I just recorded a quick little solo pod last week and kind of addressed uh some of the stuff that was going on up here in chico with with all the fires and everything yeah. like that and uh yeah, I was actually kind of curious. Like, I know for me, like, you know, with my wife being a nurse, she's, you know, just being extra cautious and about everything. When she's like, I just, I hate to be, I hate to be that chick, but I just, I don't really want you playing golf in this, in this weather. It's just, it's just yeah. not good for you. I'm like, you know, I actually am not gonna, I'm not gonna roast you and, and, and bust your balls for, for telling me I can't play golf. Like, I, I get it. I mean, dude, I, I, have you, uh, been following this AQI, this air quality index thing? That's yeah, bit... I was I was on uh, some website today, Air Now or something, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, I was just looking at uh, at Gray Eagles. I'm heading there this weekend, and it's, uh, it's said extremely unhealthy. Oh, so 
Um, just I, one more thing. I'm going to put my body up there. You know what I mean? I, I, you know what I, I mean? I, I think it's the right <laughs> move. I, I will say this. Uh, Bree, who, to all those out there, the, Bree's my wife, uh, was saying, you know, I, hey, it may suck, but if you can actually, you know, stand wearing an N95 mask while you golf, then actually you kind of should be at least sort of okay. So, I mean, yeah. I, how realistic that is, I'm going to go ahead and say very unlikely, but, I mean, it, it, it's at least an option if you are trying to at least, you know, be somewhat mindful of your own health. You know, I... It, whether I, I don't think I could wear a mask while I was playing golf, which is exactly why I haven't played golf in ten days. Uh, but yeah, man, dude, but I don't know. It's uh, up here in Chico. <laughs> it, it was a little better today. That AQI thing or whatever number it was from like the end of last week through Sunday in Chico was in yeah. the high six hundreds. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I was like, dude, you could you could barely see the car across the street. So I I, I have been locked. That's not and, very good. Yeah, I've been locked in a smoky fortress uh, without any access to golf. So I'm I'm glad to hear that there are some people down in the Bay Area that are still able to get after it. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll just make sure, uh, you know, <laughs> the windshield is up in the cart. We should be fine, right? <laughs> I, think, uh, I, think, I think that'll just about do it. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's going to at least deflect some smoke away, will it not? Yeah, I would think so. It's science boat. Especially, be... if you, if, especially if you, uh, you know, take off the governor, get that thing up to 27 yes. MPH, yes. Uh, that smoke is, no, nah, you're golden. Yes. Well, so it kind of reminds me, I'm about to go way, way off the rails here. So I had this one buddy one time boat that, uh, is when I was living in Korea, a buddy of mine just, you know, at the time he was like 23, 24 years old and just was thought about and, and did nothing other than trying to, uh, hook, hook up with other women. And I remember, you know, in a moment of weakness one time we were out drinking and he's like, so Serlo, what do you, what, what, what do you do when you are like, you have to fart and like you're making out with a girl. And I was like, I was like, uh, I, I love how this is. I, 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 I love. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to try to remember if I can loop it back to what we were just talking about. So I, I, I may wander too far off the road. So he's like, well, I was like, honestly, man, like, I, I, I don't really think about it. I, I just, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe you just hold it in. He's like, no, no, I found a strategy. If you really have to fart and you're kind of with a woman, just make out with her really, really aggressively, like so aggressively that she's not going to notice smells. That's what I've noticed. So anytime I have to fart. I just I start making out with the woman very very passionately, and I was like, that is one of the most perplexing things I've ever heard. And I'm wondering though, if you're in the golf cart with the smoke outside, such a such a bold move. It's a bold move, and I'm wondering if you in the golf cart with the smoke out, if you're just shotgunning beers the whole time, is there enough oxygen to get into your body for the smoke to affect you? I think it's it's probably good protection, right? It has to be. I mean, it's it it it's the only thing that makes sense to me, Bo. But yeah, I, I digress. Sorry, sorry. I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that argument at all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it could work. Which, by the way, when you go up to uh, Grey Eagle, where uh, where are you gonna be playing? Uh, we're going. Uh, well, Thursday we're driving up. Probably gonna do late eighteen Plumas. Friday we're uh, Whitehawk Ranch mm-hmm. in the morning, and then possibly uh, Grey Eagle Meadows in the afternoon. Saturday we're hoping for a smoke cancellation at Grizzly. But if not, we have uh, tea time at Grego Meadows, and then we will uh, probably either do a, a nine-hole scramble at Plumas or just head right to the Mohawk and catch the uh, catch the open action. Yeah. But uh, you know, we will. Uh, you know, seating is back indoor at the uh, Mohawk uh, Saloon. So uh, all right, there we go, the Mohawk. We will. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it, man. Going to be great. That, Get away, feed the soul. That, that that seems like a pretty solid solid golf week. All you NorCal listeners oh, yeah. out there, that is. That is a textbook uh, yep. weekend up in Gray Eagle Portola. I, I have to, to, to tip of the if you're going to Gray Eagle for the first time and you need an itinerary, 
email me and I will get you dialed in. That's right, folks. Look up Handshakes and Birdies on all your social media feeds. He will get back to you with the ideal Gray Eagle Portola itinerary. Within um, seven days, maybe eight. <laughs> <laughs> Just give him a calendar month and I guarantee he'll get back to you, okay? Just, you, we're, hey, we're running a podcast in the rest of our life. Five what, business days. Yeah, what do, you, what, do you, what do you want from us out here? Anyway, uh, oh, man, what's, uh, so we're getting caught up a little bit. Um, Shoot, man, before we even know it, it we're like, it's U.S. Open week. When when did that happen? I know. Hey, let's just get this one out of the way. Let's get this one out of the way. Tales Please. from the Pro Shop. Oh, yes. <laughs> took a phone call Took a phone call today at about 1245, Kyle. Hey, so how do you think the smoke is going to be on Friday? <laughs> swear to God. I, I swear to God. Uh, I, the first thing that goes to my mind, Bob, is I like. Got, that's all I got for you, but I felt like that's all I need for this segment. <laughs> I'm like, the thing is like. How many people do you think he has in his phone book that would be more qualified to answer that question than you? Uh, I The thing is, even if he knows nobody, I feel like he could call anybody and at least have the same chance of answering that you did. No, no offense to you. I, I don't mean to say that you're not, you know, the, no, you know, you know, you know diligently you know, looking at the radar and you know tracking the smoke. But, I mean, it, of all the people to call, he just decided to call right to the golf course and just, you know what? I want to know in your microclimate if you anticipate any sort of uh, you know walls where the smoke is going to get held up right there and i just you know hey you know maybe, hey maybe it was a baller move who knows could be like uh an opportunity for the weatherman to uh pull a little curb your enthusiasm i don't know if you remember that episode i do not but uh the weatherman predicts rain in la at larry's country club and uh <laughs> it's coming back to me now <laughs> come 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 that day it's like 75 degrees out like no clouds in the sky. You did it so no one would come and, out of the golf course. And Larry is like sitting at home, <laughs> looks outside, and he's just like, you know what? I want to drive there. And the, the, the weatherman is making the turn with his buddies. <laughs> just no one on the golf course. And he goes, I'm on you, weatherman. He goes, I'm a meteorologist. He goes, nope, you're not a doctor. You'll always be the weatherman. And I am on to you. Oh, never mind. I've totally seen it. That is incredible. Incredible. So, I mean, you know, some guys could get a little aggressive with the smoke if, if uh, you know, so let's say let's say that the country club is booked up and uh, they, they want to clear the uh, the 1110 and the 1120 for their for their buddies. Um, the opportunity is knocking. Dude, as I say, they just need a really big platform in order yeah. to just broadcast the, 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 the dire smoke situation. Just, need, just, a, just a couple shares away on Twitter. Wow. Man, that is a couple of retweets. I'm a little, you know, boat. Now that you say it out loud, I'm a little surprised somebody hasn't gotten crafty enough to pull that one off already. Yeah, I mean, you can't do it all the time, but I'm feeling like you could do, especially with all the smoke and fires. These guys be getting, you know, I'd say twice a month they could be in the club to themselves if they really wanted to. Oh, you know 100. I mean, it just, I mean if, they, if they have job security, you know, it's not like their third year. You know, if they've been, you know, at ABC Seven News for 15 years, let her fly. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, man, it's just, uh, wow. I, I, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled, Boat. I, I'm going to be looking at. You got to keep these guys honest, Kyle. You got to, I mean, it's all, someone should, should keep score at home. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, if it's going to happen, Boat, it's going to happen to you because oddly enough, at least up here in Chico, even before all the smoke started, somehow we have not been the same as the Bay Area where you can still pretty easily go get on a golf course up here almost yeah. any day of the week without too much of an issue. I mean, the courses might be a little busier. Than they yeah. normally would be, but it, it it's been nothing like the Bay Area or L.A. or oh, like yeah. Orange County, where all of a sudden the tee sheets full. Smaller from, town, know. two yeah. country clubs with big membership bases. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, so it, it's not going to happen up here. But I, I may just have to go ahead and ask Mama and Papa Surlo if they can uh, send over the old cable info so I can keep my eyes peeled to all the local news stations in the Bay Area. Right. I feel like it's coming, man. On it. Absolutely coming. Uh, you know what else is coming, Boat? Uh, starting on Thursday, there is going to be a bloodbath on the PGA Tour. Uh, more specifically, at the USGA's National Championship. Uh, a lot of bogeys. But, dude, before we start, have you been watching any of... I mean, you watch a lot more Golf Channel than I do, so I, I, I'm actually going to be curious. What what has the someone, Golf Channel been saying about dude, like the Someone conditions? sent me a thing of, you know, like a 24-ounce uh, Arnold Palmer can. <laughs> that's a friend like, right that, there. That's set down in the rough, and it almost covered the entire thing. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure those things are like seven inches, eight inches tall. Oh. I, I saw something, it may have been on social media today, where uh, somebody who was out there plucked one of the blades of grass from the rough. And oh, I saw put, that. Yeah, and then put it down next it's to like a ruler. It was like almost a foot, foot long. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. I mean, I that's, that's underground, too. But that's, yeah, is this rough could be more than, I, I, it might be six, seven inches, Kyle. I mean, I heard, I saw the stuff with the foreplay uh, guys and they're like all over how hard, you know, the maintenance crew's working and what the guy wants. And he's like, everyone knows on my crew where I want it. He's like, plus eight. That's where I want the winning score to be plus eight. So uh, that's a little aggressive on a Tuesday. Plus eight is so fucking rad <laughs> on a Tuesday. Uh, just imagine uh, how absolutely fired up that guy's going to be. If somebody comes out and shoots like a 68 on Thursday, I, you, I'm ooh. seeing this and I'm just like, okay, that, I mean, okay, that, there's so many people on my, not a fucking chance list, but too many to mention. But look in these conditions, like you better hit it good, man. You better hit it good, and you better be able to make a six foot comebacker for bogey on a third of your holes. It seems like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I mean, and that's that's what's crazy about it. So, I mean, look, let's just start previewing the CS Open because we're already doing it right now. I yeah. mean, with that rough being as crazy as it is. Do you think that it's actually going to finally get to that length where even the best players in the world are going to be struggling to like advance the ball the way they normally would uh, unless they get some sort of a crazy if it's break? That long, I think it's totally like strength is 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 out, um, and it's just luck of the of luck of the lie, really. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I heard you know Bryson talking to that guy. He's a horrible interview. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit it as far as I can. And uh, I any 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 hole from the rough, I can get it to the front of the green. That's not a problem. Uh, and I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> the big golfer. Shout out DJ Pie. <laughs> that it's, it's like, man, that uh, I was gonna say like, if strength. I mean, I'm not really. Is Bryson actually like strong, strong, or is he just kind of big at this point? Uh, he's strong. He's okay, strong. okay. Just just wanted to make sure. I I just did it. I mean, he is he is the big golfer. I mean, I just I wasn't 100 percent sure because I mean, he'd be the one guy you'd think that might be able to power through that rough. Uh, and advance the ball a bit. My initial thought, Boat, is that, one, as you were saying his name, because he's been hitting the ball so long, and he's actually been, you know, given how long he's been hitting it, DeChambeau has actually been shockingly accurate with the driver as well, which is kind of weird. It's that, you know, the reason he hasn't... Yeah, the reason he hasn't been winning more... uh, Seven top tens um, in a shortened season. I mean, he's been playing good, man. Well, Given how far he hits the ball... No, no, given how far he hits the ball, though, don't you feel like... He, he he almost left some out there. Like he definitely could have done much better. Yeah, and I, I think but part of that is what? I mean, it's it's hard, man. It just you guys are so good. Such an advantage, man, with how far he hits the golf ball right now. And yeah, I mean DJ won, DJ won three times and he's player of the year. So I mean that 
there's a lot of I yeah. mean, condensed season. There's there's a lot of guys that played really well this year. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I guess you're right. You know, but I, he hits the ball so far, and for how far he hits it, I think like is without looking at any stats. Do you feel like Bryson DeChambeau with his driver right now is more accurate than say a DJ, a Rory, or like a John Rom? I don't know about Rom, but I, I I'm pretty sure he's more accurate than DJ and Rory. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like if you can somehow continue to hit fairways with a driver in your hand uh, this week. That's going to be great. Like it's going to be such a massive advantage, and I feel like because of that, everybody's going to continue to hit driver because they kind. Of, I mean, the whole course is so fucking long that you almost kind of have to if you're going to you know be able to you know have any birdie putts out there. And yet at the same time, boat that rough is so gnarly. I can't help but think that there's going to be some point where there's going to be holes where a lot of these guys where they normally would take out a driver are possibly maybe hitting something that they think has a you know gives them a better chance to hit the fairway and. I, I I don't know. Uh, we haven't seen night, it a long time. Uh, on um, live from Justin Leonard, there's a lot of slope to these fairways. Big time, yeah. Um, they're not like if you land in the middle, it's going to stay in the middle. It's like on some holes, you're landing in the middle to keep it on the right side. Um, there's a lot of slope. Um, so that's this is. I mean, Justin Thomas, like his quote today, he's like, it's going to be if you want to see this and that and this and that he's like then tune in because this is this is going to be what you want to see yeah like there's going to be fireworks there's not going to be a lot of birdies there's only two par fives uh you're not going to see many eagles um but you're going to see like guys walking off a green that just made bogey feeling like oh yeah we got one there (laughs) that's oh it's so wild to think about but like oh man and also just all the, another side note, I but I got I, I already have to apologize. My my mind is all over the place today. I it's crazy to think that when Sunday rolls around, I if I only have one TV to watch on Sunday, which is possible, I may be in a location where yeah. that is the fact. It's uh, gonna be early. It's gonna be early. I, I I mean, the Niners may may take may take a back seat to the, the final round of the U.S. Open. After the way they finished the last game, they should <sighs> um, just take a back seat just about everybody. <laughs> but um. No, they're gonna finish. They're gonna finish. Oh no, that's a Masters where they're gonna finish early. For um, well, it's still gonna be seat somewhere early because yeah. it's on the uh, the East Coast. But uh, yeah, the Masters is gonna finish early, like super early to uh, avoid uh, any CBS uh, clash for football. They they so, got they got to clear the way for Jets Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh man, a couple of great programs. But uh, um, yeah, no, it's gonna be hey, it's gonna be great. So, uh, so do do you think there is any chance that guys back are, on NBC, right? Uh, I believe so. Yes, because yeah. again, Fox forfeited the rest of their contract with the USGA. NBC has taken it over for pennies Good. on the dollar. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, we'll have to dive in the broadcast a little bit. But to, to get back to my uh, before I move on your boat, so do do you think there is going to be much of a chance that you know at some, if not a good portion of the field, is going to be changing their strategy off the tee? as the tournament goes along, based on how penal the rough is? I mean, if the rough keeps growing, today is Tuesday, uh, Tuesday evening. Yeah. So, like, come Saturday, if they're not touching it, then, yeah, there might be some guys changing it. <laughs> hey, okay, hybrid, hybrid's looking okay here. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you got to hit it high in these greens. I, I can hit a hybrid higher and I can hit it, you know, most of these guys can hit a you know, six or seven iron. So, um, yeah. You might very well. It depends if if they get any backlash after the conditions the first two days. Um, you know what I mean? To where you get the players complaining, and then Davis is like, "Okay, we uh, boy, we uh, we gave him a little a little too uh, 
a little too uh, much room on the leash there. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Eight, eight over seems like uh, <laughs> seems like a bloodbath. That's, that's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, if plus eight went, you know, I'm not going to lie to you about it. Normally for these kinds of things, you know, a preview for a big major championship, responsible podcast hosts are going to go do a bunch of research, kind of have some great stats for you and all that. Yeah. This is not that podcast. Okay. This, this is absolutely <laughs> not that podcast. I wish I had a chance to actually go back and view what all the winning scores were at winged foot. Uh, alas, I, I did have right. I did write down all of the past USGA tournaments that took foot at Wingfoot, which we'll go over in a second. But I don't have winning scores off the top of your head. The last time the U.S. Open was there, where Jeff Ogilvie defeated Phil Mickelson in 2006. Do you recall what the winning score was? Was it over par? Uh, I want to say it was. I want to say it was. Yeah, I, I want to say Phil was like maybe even or uh, one under coming into the last. Mm. Something like that. Maybe that was Rose at Marion. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, those, I, I those two kind of it, blended it, together yeah, for it, me. It's not, it's not all that important, but it's just, yeah, yeah man, this is, it, it's great. And also, so, talk a little bit about this, uh, this golf course you're about. I, I'm not going to go full golf course architecture nerd on you. I'm just going to list off a couple facts for you. Um, bef- before I give you the answer, do you know how many USGA championships have taken place at Winged Foot? Or, uh, or say, well, you could do US. You can give me an answer if you want to answer US Opens. You could do that if you want to answer total. USGA championships. Uh, I, I, think I will accept is, that answer uh, as well. I think this is the sixth open there. And uh, total USGA championships, I'm probably going somewhere in the teens. 13, 14? Yes, yeah, so I think this is the sixth US Open championship. If I go in order, all right, the mm-hmm. 1929 US Open, which is on the West Course, the 1940 US Amateur, the 1957 US Women's Open, the 1959 US Open, the 1972 U.S. Women's Open. That one was on the East Course. Everything else on the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 1974 U.S. Open, 1980 U.S. Senior Open, 1984 U.S. Open, 1997 PGA Championship, the 2004 U.S. Amateur, the 2006 U.S. Open, and now the 12th USGA Championship, the 2020 wow. U.S. Open. That is a lot, okay. man. That is. So that- I just look, I just looked it up. Jeff Ogilvy was plus five. So I think Phil was. <laughs> Phil was plus three or plus four coming in the last. So do you think the guy then took a look at that plus five and said, not good enough? Yeah, probably. <laughs> not good enough. Um, also, which would be kind of crazy is that uh, the golf course should look uh, quite a bit different um, than it did back in 2006. The uh, All of Wingfoot, basically, all 36 holes, the East Course and the West Course. Uh, I don't know why I keep on saying, you know, pronouncing a T at the end of course. That, 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 that. <laughs> It feels a little odd. Um, Gil Hans uh, did a major restoration, uh, renovation restoration on the entire Wingfoot property in 2015. And but part of what he did is they're they, obviously they, they kept everything the same, all the same holes, same corridors. But even start calling him in the open doctor pretty soon I, instead of Reese Jones, huh? Yeah, no kidding, man. And the one thing for him, and I don't know if this is something that Reese Jones was doing back when he was, you know, at the top of his game when he was the real, the, the one true first open doctor, um, is basically. All the whole corridors, all the holes are still the same, but Gil Hands, even when it's not for a U.S. Open, even for the membership on a day-to-day basis, has basically narrowed the fairways, but not just like right in the center of where they were. He's basically picked out and identified which holes could kind of become more slight dog legs and things like that, and has like pretty much moved a lot of the fairways, not only narrowed them, but either moved them to like the left or right side of the whole corridors, where the trees are still obviously where they always were. They're still just as wide. But now, in between, instead of it basically being, you know, 
75% fairway and, you know, with, uh, you know, 12% rough on left and right, now you're going to see a lot of holes out there, boat where there's a lot of rough left to right of the fairway that kind of used to be um, a little bit more open. Now, I'm, I'm sure in the 26, you know, 2006 U.S. Open, they had narrowed it down quite a bit, but this is now something that not just the pros are going to be experiencing for the U.S. Open, but everybody at, wet, at Winged Foot has to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Um, it it kind of sounds like it would, it's, it's always an ass-kicking, and I can't even imagine yeah. how much more narrow they're going to make it for these guys this weekend. It's crazy, man. Sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like the... The country club is doing that right now. Uh, really? They've brought their fairways in, I want to say, probably, uh, I'm going to guess, like four to five yards on both sides. And it's like, you know, number three of the country club is one of the toughest part fours in county. It feels like it's just forever uphill, fairway soft. It's always in the wind. It's like they brought the rough in. Fairway used to go to the tree on the left. Now the rough is like seven yards to the right of the tree. It's like, what are we doing here? I think some of the guys on the border like you know this course is rated too easy i think they're trying to get the ncga back but it's like are we hosting a uh open anytime soon like uh why is this rough three inches in uh the second week in september what are we doing here i um I, i'm pretty sure i heard a rumor that the uh the swing and skirts the the ladies league that plays on thursday mornings <laughs> requested that the, the course just wasn't hard enough they were looking for a real challenge and uh and, and the I, super stepped I, up there's a lot of good players. I, I don't. I don't doubt it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's you're going to see a lot of these golf courses doing that to um, offset the uh, the bombers, I guess. Wow, man, that is crazy. <laughs> so, oh, that just uh, again, except for the best players in the world, I'm not a hundred percent sure the golf needs to continue to get more difficult. But I digress. You know, this is this is just yeah. a guy that's tired of you know shooting. People are getting them. older, not yeah. younger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, man, that's wild. Um, uh, Let's see here. Uh, The guy that designed this golf course boat, gentleman by the name of A.W. Tillinghouse, Mm -hmm. did this in 1923. Do you have any experience playing any Tillinghouse golf courses? I I don't think I've ever. um, Boy. Um, He's only got, it's mostly on the East Coast. I I think the only golf course that he's designed in California, I think, is San Francisco Golf Club. And I have yet to play there. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've played any Tilling House courses in Ohio. I've played a lot of Donald Ross courses, mm-hmm. but uh, I think he was mainly uh, more northeast. I don't think I, I don't think he ventured into the Midwest that often. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I myself. No, I don't think I good. have. Yeah. I don't think I have. I, I I don't have a lot of experience on Tilling House golf courses myself either. Um, I I do know that from you know reading about the tournament this weekend and having you know looked at you know Wingfoot on topographical maps for however you know a lot longer than i yeah. try to admit on the on you know on, on, yeah. on, on a podcast and you know reading everything keep that, one, keep that one in the bank yeah thank you um i the one thing that i am really looking forward to beyond what we were just talking about with this crazy rough is these greens look absolutely butter and when i say butter i mean kind of like the butter that's been on your counter for like four or five days it's sort of like melted down in the humidity Super where it's like greasy. just greasy and like it's got kind of like odd shapes but it, it's still but it's still butter you know yeah. <laughs> like and it's just like oh my gosh man this the, the slopes the internal contours uh as you know our friend Andy Johnson would like to say but just the green complex himself man look outrageous I I feel like we are going to see multiple four putts this weekend and I'm yeah, not talking Thursday I'm talking this weekend it. we're going to be seeing four putts it. Like, oh, man, those things look crazy. Have, have you had a chance to check out 
uh, you know, any any videos or anything of these these greens? I haven't, but I, I looked at a stat. Uh, Webb Simpson has been pretty darn good in uh, three putt avoidance. Mm. That's probably the only reason I give him any chance this week. I actually, um, I like that stat a lot. Yeah, uh, I was looking at that stat earlier, but uh, no, I, I haven't just just on live now. And I mean, I don't. Even, they they I thought they were pretty. They were pretty baked out. I was six, if I remember right. So um, obviously that was the middle of the summer versus. We don't know how they're going to react. You know, we don't know if they're going to hold water if they get some water. Um, but I'm just I'm excited to watch. It's going to be great. Yeah, man. Okay, so I've got a little something about the greens that I want to read you about and then get your reaction to afterwards. This is something that the uh, the fried egg uh, wrote this morning uh, about the greens at Winged Foot, okay? Uh, quote, mm-hmm. the aspect of Winged Foot, Winged Foot West's design that you will hear most about this weekend will be the greens and their surrounds. Uh, quote, if I have contributed one thing to golf course architecture, Tillinghouse once said, I think it's this, the notion that the approach to the green should be designed and maintained with as much care and intelligence as the green itself. So nowhere is that sentiment truer than at Wingfoot. Almost every green has a bunker that's not in play off the tee and not really in play as you approach the green, Wingfoot historian Neil Reagan notes. The bunkers are 40, 50, 60 yards short of the green, sometimes even on a par 3. And that was Tillinghouse's gateway to the green. Everything past that point is part of the green complex, as he called it, the semi-green, or the approach. If you take any contour on any green at Wingfoot and you follow it out into the fairway, the green doesn't end because those contours from the green continue out into the fairway, something Tillinghouse was very proud of, end quote. Okay. Um, so I, it's funny because like it kind of seems like... Like sure, how that sounds. Yeah, like Just- sure... But then I'm more think- excited to yeah. finally play SF Club someday. Yeah, but then I was thinking about it, like I guess I don't really see that too often unless you're somewhere like a Bannon where you know a very you know more linksy style golf where mm-hmm. all those green contours just continue right through like the, everything else where it's not like the green itself is just you know it, its own little separate thing. The green is just kind of a piece of land that you know continues and spills out in every direction beyond where actually the short grass is. And I I'm really curious to see how that's going to affect play this weekend. Yeah. Sounds interesting. I like I like the way he talked about architecture. That makes it sound kind of cool. And I'm sure you're you're dorking on that quote. Uh, um, my, dude, my my nerd boner is out of control right now. It yeah. is. Yeah, it's again alone, 9 p.m. on a Tuesday night, and I am I am just just feeling it. Uh, just real quick, let me change it. Um, one of our top listeners, Tower Tudeman, informed me this week that uh, him and his uh, wife are going to uh, lease a place in Carmel for six months. Oh, starting in um, October, and uh, Tower's father-in-law happens to be a member at uh, Cypress Point. Oh, so, no, oh, you did not no, And uh, there's going to be a, a couple of extra bedrooms, maybe one for the dogs, uh, maybe one for Jess. Interesting. And, uh, so I'm hoping to play at a minimum, like uh, maybe 14 rounds at Cypress over the next six months. I think it's a good call. <laughs> that, that is a good hey, call. Hey, Locke, Locke, come on down for the weekend. Boys weekend, Locke. Man. When do you be fine? Just the boys weekend. Come on. What so. what what a delightful idea. That that, that sounds incredible. And, and and hey, to you get out of the smoke. Um, you know, they're you know, they're working from home remotely, so they figured get out of the get out of the uh, everyday grind, which is the city, and uh go get some Carmel by the sea in their life. You know, I think for Ty's for Ty and his wife's sake, I, I think it's just gonna be a chance to recharge. You know, like we were just talking <laughs> We're gonna talk. Yeah, right? I was gonna say, you know, we we're talking about something, you know, at, at the beginning of the podcast. But you know, this is all about mind, body, and spirit. That's right. It's about it's mental about getting health. your mental health right. Mental health. Yeah, it's it's mental health, and I think you know, for for our boy, for our buddy Ty's sake, I think 
the one thing that he could do to not only make him a better person, but to make him a better husband, you know, to, to make to make him somebody that just cares for and loves his wife the way that she deserves to be loved. I think uh, I think a few turns around Cyprus is, 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 is just right. I don't think it played a role in them deciding to go down to Carmel by the sea for the six months. But I mean, after after the fact, he's like, you know, maybe there's some good golf down here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know Carmel. I don't know of any golf courses. I don't. I don't think there's a Carmel Country Club, so I don't really know. But may, maybe surrounding uh, surrounding areas, you know, five ten minute drives, uh, pretty decent tracks. Mm. Um, so I, I totally endorse the call for the uh, Tiedemans to uh, do a little six month staycation in Carmel by Sea and uh, recharge those batteries. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And if they I feel will see you every Thursday evening. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I think that probably one of the best things they could do, and it would, would be really great, is obviously you know. Maybe this is our chance to actually, you know, get, you know, go and actually, you know, record a podcast in person at some point. Maybe, maybe Ty wants to play host to one of these weekly podcasts, you know, and, and yeah. take it all in, you know, almost like a live show of sorts, you know, COVID style, where it's just one, one audience member, you know, right, right before, Spanish right before. Putting green at, at sunset with the bagpiper Ooh. wouldn't, it probably wouldn't be a horrible idea. I mean, we just got to find some wind coverings and, and then we're going to be in good shape, brother. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's, that sounds real good. So. Yeah, Ty. You know, just you know, not not suggesting anything. Just just you know, I, I think our friend Boats just just he spitballing. Just here. letting you know that we're available, Tyler. <laughs> if you ever need a third and a fourth, a lot of availability here on the Golf Guide podcast for uh, rounds on Seventeen Mile Drive. Lots of availability. <laughs> oh man, that is good for him, man. What? what, what, what I was like, move? really? He goes, yeah. We pulled the trigger. I was like, it sounds amazing. Yeah, that That's sounds great. pretty pretty good. Oh wow! I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking about all kinds of stuff. Uh, but and the mind is everywhere now. Yeah. The, now, now the mind is is all. We got to rain. Place. We got to rain you back in. Oh, I'm sorry. That's how I was for 20 minutes after I received the text. <laughs> oh, I was so like, good. okay, I'll buy dinner every weekend. Um, I will. Uh, let's see. I can clean. Uh, for like five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. I'll buy dog food. Um, yeah. So pretty pumped. That sounds pretty good to me. Um, all right, let's see here. Bo, is there anything else we need to cover, like in terms of like the golf course and some other stuff I like got before we start talking about golfers? And you I think know, we've covered what we need to cover about the golf course. It's going to do all the coverage itself. It is going to be, I think so, a gnarly. It should be visually entertaining to the T. I was going to say, what is your. What do you think is going to be the winning score? I know we usually say that for the end, but let, let's just get it right out of the way. I don't now. think Mike Davis lets it get. I don't think it approaches double digits. Still, there's no way. At some point, people just turn it off, right? <laughs> They're like, okay, if these I guys could... are the best player in the world, and this guy can't break 75, and he's hitting it good. Uh, as I, I hope that it is. Uh, I would like to see it over par, but I'd like to see it like one or two over. Okay. Yeah, I mean, given what we know, if somebody ends up shooting one or two over for these four days, that is if going... It's, if it's that high, then that... You know, we could use a Johnny Miller type story, a Sunday 63, but in this case, it might be a Sunday 68. You know what I mean? Um, what's crazy thing is that if somebody goes out and shoots like 67 or 68 on Sunday, they honestly could come from like seven back. Grab some popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I know. Grab like... some popcorn and watch the Weather Channel. Woo. Man. Man, that is nuts. That is, that'd yeah, cool. is, that would be cool. Yeah, that's like, gonna be... uh, I played great. You know, I played great, Mike. Uh, I, it was a bogey-free 69. I didn't miss a shot. I shot one under. It's probably the best ball-striking round of my life. You know, if one of those conversations happens, then that'll that'll be pretty sweet. Oh, I'm already looking forward to it. It's going to be so good. Um, have you... 
Okay, are, are you planning on playing in any pools or something like that? I mean, I, I, my, I'm assuming the answer is yes, but... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'll make some bets. I got some odds written down here, but uh, I fully intend on taking sixty dollars up there and shot like I do in every major champion. Yeah, I'm, is that even hard anymore? Not really, no. No, no. I, I feel like that guy has been losing money on professional golf since we were like fourteen years old. He probably has. Yeah. Uh, he's, like he's really big on just like, uh, like <laughs> it's like almost like a guy that bets the ponies. He just goes to name play. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> he like he likes. He likes stirring up like no scientific reasoning behind it or anything math, anything past performance, nothing like that. But he's just like, you know what? I think this guy's do. And he'll just pull like a couple of those guys out of his hat. And I'm like, okay. Oh, I love I'm it. Like, all right. Sounds good. Locked in. Oh, I absolutely love it. That's incredible. That's <laughs> he always, he always tried to, he, he's learned recently, but like three, four years ago, he always tried to cook up a long shot. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> This is why Vegas has the lights on. Uh, I mean, there's the thing. If you're the kind of guy that likes to like bet on long shots and put like two, you know, five bucks on like a long shot well, I mean, here and there, yeah, I mean, like great, moderate, great. Not, I mean, it, for Clocker, it was sixty dollars every major. It's like Oof. Venmo, 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 Venmo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got I got a couple of long shots here listed when we get to them. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna make some wagers for sure. Okay, good. I like that. I'm gonna be doing the same. I uh, I'm actually playing in a pool um, with a bunch of buddies. That uh, I was going to ask you if you wanted to to get in on, but I, I really like the format of it. Uh, we did the same thing for the PGA Championship, and it's basically the entire field is broken up into twelve tiers, right? And you know, based on you know odds like and, and everything yeah. like that, you pick one person from each tier, and then you know uh, they keep the eight uh, eight best of the twelve scores, and then whoever you know is the lowest uh, to par, you know, for their best eight players. Like Great. That. If your player misses the cut, they get automatically written in for an 80 on Saturday and Sunday. Okay. I like that. Right? So and so you get, keep the eight best of your 12. So essentially, make sure you get at least eight guys that make the cut, and then hopefully those eight guys you know, give you the best number relative to par. Um, well, this week, 80 might be better than some of the guys shoot on the weekends. I, see, that's the thing. I, I actually should write the, <laughs> I should write the organizer and see if... Uh, hey, if actually, any chance that this actually should be 82 here, pal. Yeah, it's like, I was kind of... Yeah, now that you're saying that loud, I'm thinking to myself, all right, if I'm going to have somebody, you know, kind of like, maybe just pick, like, the 2019 USAM champion who hasn't, like, you know, really played any competitive golf in, like, you know, 10 months. You know, maybe, exactly. yeah, it goes, you know, what, 78, 78, 80, 80. Pfft, that's like T40. That's like T there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I know, dude. So I, before we end this podcast, I kind of just wanted to go over the first couple tiers with you, just kind of get an idea of like of all the favorites, who you kind of like. Yeah. And, um, but let, let's just jump straight into the odds here, my friend. Uh, coming off a uh, what uh, our, our buddy Club Pro guy would say, an incredible uh, you know net first finished at the Tour Championship. Um, Dustin Johnson plus eight fifty. Does that feel right to you? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I'm I'm kind of surprised just because Rom drives it better. Um, I'm kind of surprised Rom isn't the favorite. He's ten to one, so he, he might as well be a co-favorite. Who right. knows? He might be the favorite by come Thursday. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's I'm kind of surprised Justin Thomas is fourteen to one. Mm-hmm. Um, I he, thought he would have been closer to ten to one. Yeah, I, I did too, especially with the way he played at the Tour Championship. Um. Yeah, I find it pretty odd that uh, DJ and John Rahm are separated from the other favorites where it goes plus 850, plus 1,000, and then the next, the third best odds jumps to JT at plus 1,400, Xander at 16, Rory at 18. Yeah, um, I thought he would have been right there. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, it's – I just don't like the way he hit the driver on Saturday, man. Um, he hit it okay on Sunday. That's certainly a lot better, but – 
Boy, 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 boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I w- wouldn't be surprised if he won, obviously. You know, he's playing unbelievable golf right now. Um, there's a lot of guys that are playing great right now. Thomas, Johnson, Rom, Daniel Berger is playing great golf. My boy. Xander Schauffele yeah. seemed to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Morikawa, ball strikers type golf course. Uh, no experience there in a tournament. That's probably the only thing going against him. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that guy's hitting the driver good, then I hate to say unbeatable, but uh, certainly going to be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If he has a good, if he has a good week with the driver, it's virtually impossible for him to finish outside the top five or ten. Just the way he hits his irons. Um, yeah, man. There's and then you talk about Rory, who's kind of like a, another question mark coming into a major. I've got him at uh, sixteen to one, I think. Um, I've got a big circle around Jason Day at forty to one. Like, Ooh. what if the guy's healthy? I mean, dude, he looks why so, is, he looks is he, so like, good at why Harding. Is he, like, why is he forty to one? And that's the thing. According to DraftKings, they've got him at forty-five. It's like what? So I don't I don't know where they're getting that number. Rory, like I said, is just a huge question mark. Uh. Patrick Cantley hasn't been in that great of form lately, but as far as ball striking goes and that really high ball flight, um, a couple of 55 to one guys, uh, Justin Rose, 55 to one in the U S open. Mm. seems like it should be a no brainer. Every time he's 55 to one, mm-hmm. I was looking at driving stats. Ricky Fowler is a pretty good driver of the golf ball. Mm. 55 to one. Uh, another gentleman who has been on fire this year, Sung J M is seventy to one. Man, and he's such a good guy. <laughs> ball that's striker, a that's man. a so really great. really really high number for a guy that hits it as good as Sung J M. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a couple of uh, Mark Leishman seems like he's there in every major. A mm-hmm. hundred to one. Those um, are long odds. Our buddy Brandon Grace, who hit the worst three wood we've ever seen <laughs> in major championship history at um, up in Washington, mm-hmm. uh, he's one hundred and fifty to one. But he's he's got a major championship game. He's not afraid of the big scene. Um, you're really gonna like these two. A guy oh. named Sergio Garcia. Oh, eighty to one. Oh, oh my. And. Uh, a gentleman who has kind of gone from being fit to uh, to a little bit heavy uh, is very similar to Darren Clark. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Lee Westwood, one hundred and twenty-five wow. to one. Wow. Okay. And if someone, if you need someone to hit a very high feathery iron into some of these long holes, Lee Westwood can still do that, my friend. Wow, that's a great pull. <laughs> that's a really, really great pull. Um, and he is due. <laughs> yeah, that guy. He, he is a little yeah, overdue. He, he might be finally overdue. get the major. Interesting. Now, I, I will say I, I don't have any ads in front of me, boat about like you know to finish like top ten, finish top twenty. I only have the odds yeah, to, to win. Those. Yeah, just a winner. Chicken so dinners, yeah. th- this guy is his odds to win, at least according to the Action Network and DraftKings, as of right now, is uh, one hundred and ten. Right. So plus you know plus eleven uh, eleven thousand. Um, but. He is top five on the PGA Tour in driving accuracy and had a T3 last weekend at the Safeway Open. What do you think Ches Reeve is somebody guys should, people should be on the lookout for, at least if they're looking for someone, you know, a horse to put in the top ten, like a, a backdoor top ten perhaps? Mm. 
Maybe just because he'll be under the radar. Under the but there's radar. no fans there. There's no fans there. Uh, no, I'm gonna say no. I, I would believe me. I would like to say yes because I'm a review fan. Yeah, but I just don't think on this golf course. Interesting. Okay. I just don't. I mean, the man hit 73 percent of his fairways. Pretty. Just not. Just not speaking to me. Hmm. Okay. I got no light bulbs flashing right now. Okay. Okay. That's fair. And I hope I'm wrong because I'm a really big Chaz review fan. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, it would be again if I'm betting on someone to possibly backdoor into a top ten or a top twenty. I think Chess has got a great chance to do it. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I mean, if you want to come through the extreme backdoor for a top twenty <laughs> or top ten, let's go, Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Uh, do you think? All right. Maybe, maybe it's time we just jump into it right now, Boat. I mean, do, do you? Yeah. Do you all right. I, I wish we had like a soundbite where I could actually like. Do, 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 I will do. never put. I will never put Phil on my NAFC list. Okay. Okay. Because you, you know exactly yeah. where I was going here. Ever. Okay, so if Phil is not going to be on the list, Boat, I have to ask you. We've got two people. In this 2020 U.S. Open, you got two names for me that have no fucking chance to win this golf tournament, and I am elated you, to hear who they're going to be. You know who they are. <laughs> uh, do you want me to guess? I guarantee you get them. <laughs> uh, does Danny Willett have a chance to win this tournament? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> And you're probably going to get number two because I've been hating on him, too. I hate the guy's freaking attitude. I mean, naturally, I just want to say Patrick Reed because everybody hates Patrick Reed, but I don't think that's no, who you have actually, in mind. Actually, I actually feel like he's got a chance this week. Yeah, really? Okay. Who, who, who's the uh, – I, I want to give you the honor of, uh, of dropping the second name on us. Who, who was the second member in, a, in addition – Fucking baby. Fucking Terrell Hatton. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's such a whiner, dude. Uh, I just – it's funny, man. Like a guy who's as good at golf as he is, like, and he what's actually he has about? a chance. I, I put it in the parentheses. <laughs> he yeah. actually has a chance, but no, he doesn't. He's got no fucking chance. No Just fucking chance. He's such a bad dude, dude. At forty to one, too. Like that not... dude do not win majors. Well, except for in twenty eighteen at the Masters. But yeah, yeah, I, I got gotcha. Yeah, it's but uh, yeah, man, it's so crazy. Now, this seems almost a little bit unfair because it's the the answer is painfully obvious. Uh, at forty to one to win. Uh, do you think Tony Finau to finish top ten is like plus one thirty? Uh boy, that's <laughs> honestly plus Tony top Finau. 10, yeah, yeah, Tony. No, no, I, I have no idea what the odds are. I, I'm, I'm just oh. making a joke. Honestly, if I'm the odds makers, if you want to take Tony Finau to finish top ten in a major, uh, even at forty one to win, if you want to play place a bet on him to finish top ten, I'm going to put it at like minus one sixty. <laughs> yeah, plus one thirty seems like a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, this would be a crazy place for Finau to actually break through and win. I don't see it happening. Honestly, man, of all the people that I'm looking at right now, based on what I've seen this year, even with DJ playing as well as he is, if if I'm betting on any one golfer to win this golf tournament, based on what I've seen this year, for me it has to be John Rahm, only because he has absolutely thrived at the two venues that have at least been in the same ballpark to winged foot in terms of difficulty and setup this year, where he won at the Memorial when Jack had those dreams, basically playing like concrete. You know, yeah. Everything was going out crazy. And then um, what was the name of the tournament? But Which, by the way, we didn't get a chance to talk about that because we didn't do a podcast, but that fucking finish, man, of DJ yeah. and Rom, that putt that DJ made and that Rom making. I mean, Unbelievable. That, that, that golf course they were playing was playing really hard. I mean, what? What Rom won what like minus four, minus three, minus two somewhere mm -hmm. around there. That was great. That was yeah. Great. So so Rom at least you know in the last two months has sh uh, shown a propensity to play very well uh, when the golf course is set up to be extremely difficult. And I love 
I love that he it, it to me it tells me that he is actually ready you know, he is ready to throw the proverbial gauntlet down and and put his dick all over this golf course uh metaphorically speaking um or hey maybe literally who knows the guy's the guy's Spanish. He, might, he might be into some stuff i, I don't he's know he's worked uh you know he's worked on his composure but uh i envision him having a three or four hole stretch on thursday or friday that just takes him out of the golf course See, out of the tournament that's what's so um, crazy as good as he is I, you say that out loud and i'm like yeah i could see that happening too like i got that's crazy i got, got three guys big. circled okay justin thomas xander shoffle and colin marble those are my three guys. Um, I just – they just hit it so good. Um, and Xander played really good the last two weeks. Um, those are my – those. if I if I could only pick three guys, in which I'm, I'm going to you know put 25 or 30 on them each, mm-hmm. maybe fifth. Those are my three guys. Um, and I'm going to – I'm going to tickle – I'll probably tickle five or ten bucks on Ricky Fowler and Justin Rose. No one's talking about Justin Rose, dude, which is amazing. Um, think about all the U.S. Opens in a row where people talk about Justin Rose. Right? Yeah, it's a great. You know that, what I mean? That's a great point. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, so, and you know, sentimentally, if if Fowler to win, and who knows? I mean, he's maybe it's maybe it's a major without the crowd on Sunday. You know what I mean? Man, you got it. You got to pull for the guy. But those are my two ticklers. But the three guys I've circled. Like I said, I think Rom is going to shoot himself in the foot out of the tournament, uh, either late late Thursday, early Friday. Um, you know, he'll probably end up winning just because I went on out on that big a limb. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> Thomas Shoffley, Morikawa, I just really like the way that those guys hit the golf ball right now. Totally. Uh, what about one of the, the if we go to the non Morikawa young guys division? Yeah. Do you think that Victor Hovland or like a Matt Wolf or any of those guys have a chance to win this thing? No chance. No chance. Not like no fucking chance. Just eh, no. not they, they don't no. have a chance. No. Yeah. No. no. Yeah, I, I don't think so either, man. I mean, it, it's crazy. Like, if we're going back and thinking about the U.S. Open the last couple of years, um, it actually has kind of been a tournament that guys have needed some experience, some yeah. winning experience to actually win. And uh, I, I think that bodes very, very well for the guys at the top. Uh, you know, at the top of the odds, the guys that have won. Uh, not just majors, but guys who just have won tournaments and have proven themselves that they can handle. Sure. You know, if, if I had to eliminate one of those three guys, I would eliminate Morikawa because it's really hard to win back-to-back majors, especially yeah. at his age. Big but time. Uh, Big time. I'm not going to. Um, I don't have to. You know, I'm sick with my three. You certainly do not have to, Boat. There's no rules. There's there's no rules. Absolutely no rules. No, totally agree, man. I mean, based on what you're telling me, it, it seems pretty obvious then who you're probably picking. Uh, like it's, the, there's, a, there's a guy that's kind of like mid- Long shot, uh, playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder named Daniel Berger. Mm. Not in the field uh, in, in uh, November's Masters Invitational. Um, still, so if, still if he, uh, you know, if he finishes in the top three, I think he probably forces uh, forces the hand of uh, the powers that be at Augusta. Um, I would hope so. It seems crazy. It would be a travesty for a top. If he did that, then he'd probably move inside the top. He's 13 right now. You probably move inside the top ten or at least oh, get yeah. to Oh so sure. that that would be that would be that'd be a bruise on their resume. Yeah. I, I, but I have to ask, as an instructor of the golf swing, yeah. did you have any thoughts on uh on Daniel Berger's on Daniel Berger's move? As soon as I saw it, I loved it because it was his. <laughs> that's that's what I'm thinking. That's what I say, man. Like I, I I love how just fundamentally sound so many of the guys on tour are, but man, when you actually see a guy with a kind of a unique uh, you know, a, a unique swing, like it just kind of warms my heart, and it just makes me root yeah. for him. 
Like they just kind of uh, figured he, it I'm out. I'm sure he goes to a guy for tune-up that probably looks at his timing and his balance and his weight position sure. and stuff like that. But his hands are going to be in the same spot every time. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be a release thing or, you know, uh, but uh, I, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I love that swing. Yeah, me too. Me too. And, and honestly, you know, I, I had money on Daniel Berger in the PGA Championship uh, in, yeah. in, in that pool that I was talking about. Um, you know, d- you know, did not disappoint. I think I mean, certainly finished top 20. It might have been borderline top 10 for Dan Berger at the PGA Championship. He's continuing to play good golf. I, I at, at thirty three to one from the odds that I'm looking at, I I like Dan Berger a lot. Yep, yep, me a too. A lot, a lot. Um, all right, boat. Uh, now this is where I get to actually solicit you for specific gambling advice. Uh, yep. go, going back to that uh, uh, contest I was talking about with the tiers. Um, yep. that first tier comprises six golfers. Based on what you're telling me, I got a pretty good idea of who you're going to be picking between DJ, Rom, McElroy, JT, and DeChambeau. That is uh-huh. tier one. Uh, yep. I'm assuming JT is is yep. the pick. Uh, in the second tier, they've got Xander, Morikawa, Cantlay, Webb Simpson, Dan Berger, Tommy Fleetwood, Hideki, and then Jason Day in the second tier. Whew. I thought for sure I was going to say Xander, but I might have to go Jason Day there. Yeah, I don't. Especially, like, I actually have Xander Shoffley penciled in right now on my ticket. Yeah. And as soon as you were talking about Jay Day, like, about, what was that, five, ten minutes ago, I was like, ooh, yeah. ooh I, like, I like that. And that's probably a pick that not a lot of people take too. Right. So if he did play well, you'd be lapping the field there. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, that's a great call. Um, hmm. See, now I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little intrigued here, boat. Yeah, it's, I mean, it kind of makes you wonder. Okay, well, why the hell is he not in the third or fourth tier? Yeah, well, so, so then tier he's th- in the second tier for a reason. Well, here's what's crazy: like these first four tiers are just stacked. The only exception is I, I have. I, I know it's a big name. I, I'm going to skip ahead, but the fourth, the fourth tier does have a guy that missed the cut at the Safeway Open last week uh, by the name of Jordan Spieth. That seems mm-hmm. a little. Uh, that might be a little. Uh, if anyone takes Jordan Spieth, the way he's been hitting the driver, <laughs> I will recommend a fifty-one fifty, which is a seventy-two hour mandatory hold. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm talking paddle balls, probably paddle wagon on the way to the paddle balls, because there is nothing that points towards him playing well this week. I was say, absolutely but, nothing. I'm surprised we didn't put it in there. Do, Jordan Spieth, does does Jordan Spieth have a chance this weekend? Boat. Like the guy, not going to do it. Okay. Not going to put him on that list. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, let's see here. Third tier: Tony Finau, Justin Rose, Adam Scott, your boy Terrell, Pat Reed, Tiger, Shane Lowry, Paul Casey. What name stands out to you there? Probably Rose. Okay. I like Rose. I like Rose a lot. And then this is the last one. I'm not going to go too deep here on you, but Patrick uh, a close second. Really? Oh, even over yeah. uh, even over a Tony Finau. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like that. Uh, fourth pit, fourth tier. This is the last one I'm going to go with you because I, I just I don't want to just bore the listeners to death here. Yeah. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Ricky Fowler, Victor Hovland, Gary Woodland, Abe Answer, Sung Jay, Jordan Spieth, Matt Wolf, Fowler. Fuck, I like that. I do. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm riding. I'm, it. I'm, I'm digging the Ricky love right now. This week for some, not really good. Uh, you know, play coming in, but I, I just got a weird feeling about Ricky. Like, let's do it. I like it, Ed. And you are being recorded on a podcast right now. So if Ricky comes yeah. back, you can point back to this and be like, go listen to the tape, folks. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. he wins this, oh, that'd be so great. Man, it would be so awesome. But also, wouldn't it just be a little a little ironic that maybe perhaps one of the biggest fan favorites we've had since Tiger, you know, since Tiger Woods is, you know. Wins in New York without a crowd. Wins in that New York would without a crowd. Horrible. Oh, man. Like, it is like, I'd be so stoked for him, and I'd also, like, kind of feel terrible for him all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Well, but I, I got to tell you, man, it's going to be a really exciting golf tour, brother. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, 
Yeah, I say, you got any other any other notes or, or things you want to touch on for the tournament this weekend? Oh man, enjoy it. Classic golf course. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. I I, I hope everybody Who's out the there. Booth? Who's in the booth? We got Trico. Who else we got? Um, well, do we have Trico in the in the booth this weekend? I hope it's we do. I, I be, if it's NBC, I'm assuming it's. Are well, they going? Uh, are they going? Uh, I mean, Dan Hicks. Yeah, I mean it's going to be Dan Hicks. Yeah, Tariko probably did some locker room stuff, right? Well, I only wonder if Tariko's going to be there because he was doing uh, like the football night in America on on Sunday yeah. for uh, for yeah. for the NFL in Week One. So will let's they take? Let's hope for one of those two. Then. I I actually, I actually I love Dan Hicks, and I and obviously I think Mike Tariko is. I think Mike Tariko might be one might be the best in the business when it comes to golf play by play. Tariko's unbelievable. He's he's incredible. I, I hope it's Tariko. Those, those British Open mornings, you know, four or five in the morning. Totally. Totally. Trico comes on the air for ESPN. Those were some of the the good old days. And for you know me. what? It, it, I'm, maybe I should be a little bit more optimistic than Trico because I know Trico, you know, has always gone and done the uh, the Open Championship uh, yeah. when NBC covers that. But it's also not during football season. So I guess, yep. yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, NBC for the most part does a pretty damn good job, uh, at least with their broadcasting team. Pretty, pretty good. I, they're 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 going to put a good they're going to put Who a took good over? Product. Did Azinger take over for? Uh... For Johnny, is that what is going? I I feel like I'm having a brain fart right now, but uh, I'm also having an aneurysm and I cannot remember uh, who's who, who's what. So I I I have trust in NBC; they're going to do a great job. Uh, I have I have faith in Wingfoot. It's going to be a fantastic golf course. It's going to be just an absolute tire fire, and in, in the best way possible for a lot of these golfers out there. And I I'm excited for it, man. I'm really really excited for it. Did, did Frank Novello go to NBC? Mm, maybe, but that's code for I don't know. Maybe not, though. No. Ladies and gentlemen, you listen to this podcast for this Bubble kind of thoughts. this kind of insight, this kind of inside knowledge. This this is exactly what you're here for, and I'm oh, glad we were able to deliver. <laughs> uh, fantastic stuff. All right, Boat, on that note, man, you're the man. I, I, I'm i stoked for this weekend. Let me know what your ticket's looking like, and uh, and, and also... Um, if uh, yeah, when, when we get off, when we will talk about it. Maybe I'll try to get you in this pool here, see if it's, uh, see if you want to jump in as well. It could, it could be awesome. And I will, for those of you listeners, I will dial you in a Grey Eagle trip. That is an absolute promise. Absolute promise. So, but where, where can these people find you on the social medias if they if they have any uh, Grey Eagle Portola or any other golf questions? Instagram, Twitter, uh, the website, handshakesandbirdies.com. I'll get back to you. Like I said, three to five business days. Good. Good. <laughs> oh, I love it. FedEx and boat, you know, three to five days. You can, you can count on it. Uh, perfect. All right, boat. On that note, man, have a great weekend, brother. Enjoy the U.S. Open, and uh, we'll be back next week to uh, recap some of this action. And oh, I, I feel pretty optimistic we're going to have a lot to talk about, my friend. A lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. All right, on that note, man, take care, boat. Everybody out there, have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves, and we'll be back next week, all right? Be good.